It's done. Gotham is safe. Thank you, Bruce. For everything. Goodbye, Jim. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and just like that, I just made every one of my listeners extremely sad. Bright Suns Travelers, and welcome. Welcome to the Bright Suns Podcast, the show for pop culture nerds like myself to obsess over, dissect, love, cherish, and respect all things in the geekdom with a twist of positivity. My name is Mike, and this is episode 18, and unfortunately not a happy-go-lucky episode. This is not going to be uh, something where we're going to be talking about a fun topic or anything, uh, because unfortunately... The legendary voice actor, the one voice actor that I think defines the role of Batman, Kevin Conroy. Uh, as you may have seen in social media all over the place and on TV, Kevin Conroy has passed away. And that that is a major bummer. But I do want to take a page out of Mark Hamill's book because I don't think there's anybody that probably knows him other than his family. But I don't think there's anybody like us that knows him as well as Mark did. So Mark said on Twitter that Kevin wouldn't want us to all be mopey and sad. And as hard as it is not to be, I am going to try my best to not be mopey and sad, but instead I'm going to celebrate the work that he did, the life that he lived, and the fact that, like all things that I talk about, we are lucky enough to live in the tiny sliver of human history where we got to see and hear Kevin Conroy as Batman. There are entire generations after us, million, the, the rest of human history will never have anything new with Kevin Conroy as Batman. And there were millions of years before us where Nobody had Kevin Conroy as Batman. And we had this tiny little period of 30 years where we got all this cool stuff with Kevin Conroy being the definitive Batman. And when I say definitive Batman, I, I don't think there's many people out there who, when, you know, we read Batman comic books or think about Batman, that we don't hear Kevin's voice. And that is... That is an incredible feat. And it's because he did that role so well for over 30 years. I think it was more than 30 years. If not, it was exactly 30 years. But for an actor to do one role for three decades, and, and, and not just do the role, but be the perfect person for the role and, and be able to do that role uh, the same way for 30 years and and really define the character and, and actually, you know, kind of uh, make decisions on how this character goes and, and kind of be a reference point for where other characters go. Or not other characters, but other versions of the character. Uh, he, he really kind of steered the ship for a long time, uh, just just based on his voice, which is absolutely incredible but beyond just kevin's work as batman kevin had a remarkable career and and one that 
you know, if you look back in the early history of his career, was not necessarily happy because that wasn't really a good time for gay actors. Because Kevin had to work extremely hard to overcome the rampant homophobia and bigotry in Hollywood that kept gay actors like himself from getting work. And there's a a beautiful piece that he wrote the story for DC Pride. And it was... Uh, it was drawn up like a, a comic book, and it was this powerful reflection of his experiences as a gay man overcoming this like ridiculous family turmoil and the AIDS crisis and rejections from roles just for being gay. And, uh, and then finally, when he landed the audition for the role of Batman, they explained the character to him, and he just found this match so much of himself in what Bruce Wayne is having to maintain two different lives and having all of this family trauma and fear and bravery and all these conflicting emotions and what he was able to channel out of that character was his own pain and his own past which was just perfect for Bruce Wayne and perfect for Batman and he molded it into this like deep, dark, but smooth and enchanting voice that is now permanently on call in all of our brains and just so wonderfully encapsulated both halves of the character. And that was the role. He landed that role that day. And that was the next 30 years of his life sticking with him right up until the moment of his death and destined to live on long after because we are never going to stop remembering Kevin Conroy as Batman. And and long after all of us are gone, there will still be episodes floating around where somebody's going to watch this old animated cartoon called Batman, the animated series, and they're going to get to experience Kevin Conroy as Batman. And it's it warms my heart knowing that that's going to happen because Kevin was just such a, just a perfect perfect casting for Batman. I can't even like describe why. I because it's it's like one of those things that just kind of it's like a cosmic thing, <laughs> you know? Like you hear Batman as done by Kevin Conroy and you're like that's it. That's it. That's Batman right there. That's he gets it. And it's because he had so much of a connection with the character and over the course of 30 years you really kind of see how not only is he a, you know, the Batman, but he's also a huge fan of the character. And I really love that. Uh, and I'm going to play a few clips later on in the episode here. Uh, but I really love that he, he was such a huge Batman fan and he obviously saw and watched everything that, you know, happened with Batman and with all these other movies with Ben Affleck, with Christian Bale, with, uh, you know, everybody, George Clooney, Val Kilmer, Michael Keaton, he, he, you know, he was a huge fan of all of it. So I love that about him because uh, as much as we are fans of him, he is fans of the character. So that's just, that's just amazing, I think. But on to what I remember about uh, Batman, the animated series, and, and just Kevin, his performance of it. Um because I grew up as a latchkey kid. And I don't know if you guys know what latchkey kids are or if you grew up as a latchkey kid, but being a latchkey kid meant that you had one or both parents, you know, if you were in a single, um, 
single parent household like I was, you know, I was raised by a single mother. My mom had to work, obviously, to keep the house, to keep the lights on, to keep us fed. So when I'd get off the bus after school, I'd go in, I'd, you know, I'd be home alone, you know, uh, just doing my thing. My brother would be out with his friends. I would be home alone. The first thing that I would do is I would come in, I would, you know, kick off my shoes, I'd throw my backpack in my bedroom, and I'd plop myself down on the couch, and first thing that came on was Batman the Animated Series. I made it home always just in time for the end of Animaniacs, which I think came on before that. And immediately following it was Batman. I didn't really care. Like, I liked Animaniacs. Don't get me wrong. It was great. But the important thing for me was to make sure that I caught Batman the Animated Series, followed by Superman the Animated Series. But I always had to make sure that I watched Batman. And it was, it was, oh, it was just such a part of my routine. And I, I don't know about you, and I, I, I looked up a little bit about it on, like, Latchkey Kids and whether they, like, crave routine. But I did. I don't know if that's normal or not, but I craved this routine, I, I held that with great comfort because I just knew that that was what I was going to do. And I knew that I was happy there. And I knew that, you know, anything that happened that was bad during the day, I let that go because I had to see my buddy Batman voiced by Kevin Conroy. And, and, and that was years of my life, these, these prime years when I was a kid of me watching this unbelievable animated series that had just these wonderful stories and these incredible characters. <laughs> and, and actually it wasn't until I was an adult that I found out that Mark Hamill did the Joker, but I loved the Joker. I loved Batman. I loved these characters and I was just so happy and comfortable. And then just sitting there on the couch in my happy place with a snack and Batman. <laughs> and like, just talking about it now, I'm like going into that happy place and, and that comfort zone. And I think that's like, there's a, there's a lot of nostalgia that goes with that because obviously those were at the time I thought horrible years of my life because I, I, you know, I wasn't popular in school or anything. I was picked on a lot, but at the time I was like, ah, oh, this is, you know, these aren't great years, but honestly I would kill to go back to being like, Anywhere in the, in the realm of like seven to 16, you know, like those were great years now that I think about it, but Batman was always a part of that. And the animated show was always a part of that. The, uh, you know, Justice League was always a part of that. The movies that came out, the animated movies that came out and the video games. So this was a thing that started when I was a kid and I had no idea who this guy was. I just knew that that was the voice of Batman and, and that was the voice of the Joker was Mark Hamill. I didn't know it was Mark Hamill, but I just knew that voice equals Batman. And having that kind of consistency, when I got used to that routine after school and having that kind of consistency of that one voice being that one character, it really, it made any other times that I saw anything that wasn't Kevin Conroy stood out like as good as the story might be it just it would have been so much better if it was Kevin <laughs> like so many projects like that like uh, Under the Red Hood for example I I love Under the Red Hood and it's like for me personally it's like a 9 out of 10 
would have been a 10 out of 10 if Kevin did the voice. But obviously, I'm not going to discount or discredit uh, the work that they did, because like I said, it's a perfect, not perfect, it's a great movie. It's an unbelievably good movie. If you haven't seen Under the Red Hood, you need to go watch it, but would have been better if it was Kevin. And likewise, Mark Hamill as the Joker. But having, like I said, having that kind of consistency, that that long-term person being the voice was very comforting to me so that when I did hear it, I knew that that was Batman. Like, I, it didn't take any time for me to kind of adjust. It was just, that's Batman. Now enter the uh, Arkham games. Now, the Arkham games came in, I think I was in my, I want to say I was in my 20s at that point. Like, early, early 20s, I think. I don't know. They've, they've been around a while. But, like, this was the, the like, the best animation of Batman in a video game. This was like a, this was a Batman video game that was just dedicated to Batman, which I I don't think there had been anything like that since like the movies, like the, the Val Kilmer and George Clooney movies. And there was like a couple of Batman games back then that were like, yeah, they were okay. They were, they were, they were fine, but they weren't Arkham Asylum. And then, so, so Rocksteady comes out with Arkham Asylum. I lost probably a good year and a half to two years of my life on just that game. <laughs> like I played so much of it, got all the Riddler trophies. And, uh, and then, you know, when I beat it, I'd just go back and I'd play it again. And then I beat it again and I'd go back and I'd play it again because it was just, it was this, it, it was, it was basically a Batman, the animated series episode done in this like beautiful, gorgeous game engine at the time, at least. And, and it was just, it was incredible and it was amazing. And like I said, Kevin was the voice of Batman. So it was, it was this familiar thing to me and it was this comfort. So I know I was intrigued in playing it because it just looked like a great game. And I don't think, I think when I started playing that, I don't remember if I actually saw a trailer that had Kevin Conroy's voice in it. So I didn't know it was him. So I remember playing it because I just, I wanted to play a Batman game. And then I heard Kevin's voice and this wave of comfort came over me like, oh my God, thank God it's him. It's the guy. (laughs) I think that's about the time that I started really looking up like, all right, who is this guy? So I can't say that I've known Kevin Conroy was Batman like my entire life. It wasn't until I was an adult that I really cared enough to look into this stuff. But that's when I found out that Kevin Conroy was Batman and Mark freaking Hamill was the Joker. I mean, to this day, I think I still think that blows people's minds. Like there's people out there that still don't know. And then they hear that voice and they're like, that's like Luke Skywalker did that? Holy shit. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, there's, there's not a lot really for me to say. This episode's probably going to be super short, guys. <laughs> but I just, I really wanted to stress how uh, incredible this, this career that he had was and how long it spanned. I don't think anybody really, like, I, I don't know if you're getting how long 30 years is. That is a massive, massive career. <laughs> I think the only one that that maybe beats it by time 
would be Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. But even then, there were decades that he wasn't doing the character. There were there was long stretches of time. They, basically, it was uh, episode six, uh, you know, uh, Return of the Jedi, up until uh, The Force Awakens. So episode six to episode seven, there was no Luke Skywalker really in between that. I don't think, unless there was like, there might've been some other appearances. I don't know, but it's just top of my head. There was that long gap where there was no Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. He was doing other projects. He was doing Batman, but that's not like, that's not what Kevin did. Kevin was constantly working. Kevin was always Batman (laughs) and that that is it i just i love it so much and i love him so much i love the work that he's done and i'm just i'm so happy that i got to just live for so long with kevin as batman because he's perfect he's he's he embodies that character and i think the performances that he gave like i mentioned at the beginning i think the performances he gave really guided other performances of Batman. So I do think that Kevin's influence over the character is going to be felt for generations after his death. I really think that any new actors that come in to play Batman, they're going to look over kind of Batman's discography, I guess. And they're going to they're gonna watch the performances of Bale, and they're going to watch the performances of... Um, Ben Affleck and uh, Robert Pattinson, who I think did a phenomenal job. I'm just getting that out there right now. Robert Pattinson is like one of my favorite Batman right now. Kevin's right up the top. But they're going to go back and they're going to look at all these all these amazing performances that we've had, minus Clooney's. And uh, I, I can't even... I Okay, you know what? I get sidebar for a second. I can't even like knock Clooney's performance. It's not... His performance that was bad. He was just doing it for the money. But everything about his movies were bad. (laughs) Like, they're just, they're not, they're not great. They're not great. They're fun, but they're not great. Anyway. God, where the fuck was I even? I don't even remember. Uh, So yeah, they're going to go back. They're going to watch all these amazing performances. And then the new actor is going to go back and and watch Batman the Animated Series. They're going to play these video games, these Arkham video games. And they they have so much material to work with that is Kevin's that I really think that the way he performed it is going to dictate a lot more. It's going to have much more of an impact on how they decide to perform it in the future. And how they decide to kind of model their voice. Like, you're never going to hear, like, a Batman that sounds like me. (laughs) You know, like, or, like, sounds like anybody from, like, New England. Like, you're not going to hear, like, a Bostonian Batman. And just like, I am the knight. (laughs) Like, by the way, that is what Bostonians sound like. Uh, They they all sound like Bostonian penguins. Uh, God, this show is, like off the fucking rails. I am so sorry to anybody listening right now. I just, I didn't plan this episode out at all. Like I got like four parts of notes and then I'm like, ah, fuck it. Record. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I did gather a few clips. I do want to play a few clips uh, because there there were, these were clips that I found during uh, my research here. 
Uh, believe it or not, I did do a little bit of research, but these were clips that I found that were cameo. And if you've ever heard of cameo, you can kind of like hire a celebrity to like send you a video and like make you a message. So some of these videos do mention like birthdays and like people's names, uh, but that's because they were cameos to them. And I, I found them online and I watched them and I, I thought they were just wildly appropriate for this episode. So this first clip is uh, Kevin talking about uh, the career of Batman and what Batman means to him and what like his interpretation of the character of Batman. And I think that's that's very important to know just kind of how how Batman works in his head. So uh, like I said, this first clip, that's what that's about. This is a cameo. So if you do hear somebody's name, just I think his name is Kevin, too. So <laughs> that that's what that's about. So here we go. I've been collecting them for 30 years for a long time. I've been doing this role for 30 years, which is pretty crazy for an acting job. But Batman the Animated Series became Batman and Robin, then Batman Beyond, then the Justice League, then the Arkham games. It just kept evolving and evolving over time. The amazing thing about playing this character for so long, you know, aside from from playing Batman, I mean, that dark, brooding, complicated, damaged man, and aside from uh, all the great actors that I've gotten to work with, what's really been interesting is, is this. This interaction, this conversation I get to have with the fans. I didn't anticipate when I started how passionate people are about Batman. There's a really unique connection there. Because it's not like that for Superman or Wonder Woman or The Flash. It's different with Batman. And I think the reason is that because of all the superheroes, he's the only one who's actually not a superhero. There's nothing supernatural about Batman. You know what I mean? He can't fly. He can't see through walls. He's a man. He's a human being. Um, he's more like a detective. Some people actually call him the great detective. But not only is he human, he's a very flawed human, and he knows he's flawed. He's been damaged by life. But Kevin, we're all flawed, right? And we all get damaged by life. So it makes Batman that much more relatable because he's so much like us in a way. What distinguishes him is that no matter what life throws at him, no matter what crisis or challenge or failure, he never lets it crush him. He never lets it make him angry or bitter. He takes that pain that life throws at him and he turns it into something positive. And he gives it back to the world as love because his whole mission is to leave the world better than he found it. And it's the nobility of that mission. That's what we admire so much about him. But that's something we can all aspire to in our lives. You don't have to have superpowers to want to give to the people in your life, to want to leave the world a better place. All you have to do is care enough to try. Care enough to want to. Because, Kevin, everybody faces challenges in life. Everybody faces disappointment, crisis, failure at something, at some time. Because we're human and we all need help at one time or another. Everybody on this planet stumbles at one time or another. But that's not what defines us. What defines us is how we get back up and learn from our mistakes and get back into life and contribute. You have no control over what fate throws at you. You don't know what's coming tomorrow or next month. Life throws curveballs at everybody. But what you do have control over is how you react to those curveballs. You can let them crush you and make you bitter. Or you can learn from them and take that knowledge and get back into life. 
And I tell you, when you face those challenges, you realize really quickly what's truly important. And it isn't the material stuff. That stuff can disappear in a heartbeat. What's truly important are the people in your life, the lives you touch and the people who touch your life. A friend like Koichi who wants to celebrate you on your birthday. That is priceless. So have a great birthday. And remember, Kevin, it's not who you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you. So I love I love that clip for a couple of reasons. Um, one, it's just a great kind of deep dive into kind of his thoughts of the character and uh, what really makes Batman Batman. <laughs> and two, it's because at the end there where he uses the line from The Dark Knight. That is, uh, that just proves to me that he's he's a fan. <laughs> he just like, he was so moved by, uh, by Christian Bale's performance. And I don't know, I, I didn't do any research on this. I don't know how much of the, like the two of them talked, but I feel like they talked, <laughs> right? Like it would only make sense and it would just make it so much better. But there's another reason I really like this clip. And it's because that what Kevin said and leave it to Kevin to make me appreciate other Batman performances post-mortem. <laughs> like, that's how incredible of a man Kevin is. I, I love the way he described Batman because it's so positive and uplifting, which is not a thing that you really associate with this guy who dresses in all black and dresses like a bat. Usually, performance or uh, descriptions of Batman are that he's dark, he's brooding, he represents fear, he fights criminals with fear. They usually kind of paint him as an anti-hero. But we we know that Batman is not an anti-hero. He's a hero. And the thing that I really love about this is that it raises my appreciation of the Batman, the one that just recently came out with Robert Pattinson, because there was a bit at the end of that movie uh, and I don't think a lot of people liked it, but I, I loved it at the time and I just love it even more after hearing Kevin. But there was a bit at the end where he really kind of learned that you're not, you know, that the best version of Batman, the best version of the hero that he can be is not someone who fights criminals with fear, but someone who gives people hope. And that, that is such a positive takeaway of the character of Batman. Like, this is a guy that looks evil, right? Like, Batman does not look like a good guy. He sticks out like a goth kid in the Justice League. Like, <laughs> like that's what he looks like. Like, you've got all these characters that are like bright red, bright blue, bright yellow, greens, all these bright, vibrant crayons. And then you've got Batman with black and darker black and slightly lighter black. <laughs> like he's that he just he sticks out. He does not belong visually in the Justice League. But he belongs there because of what he stands for, which is not fighting crime with fear. Like that isn't what Batman does. That that's something that he that's like a side effect of Batman. That's that's how he kind of brings hope to people. But the main thing is that he provides people with hope and with a, a sense of right and justice. You know, like he doesn't, he doesn't make everybody afraid. And if he did, if he just made everybody afraid, 
including criminals, including regular people, then maybe he's an anti-hero because, you know, uh, while everybody's afraid of him, he only attacks criminals. Like, like the Punisher is an anti-hero. You know, he's not a good guy. He doesn't do things for good reasons. He just attacks bad guys and he does it in bad ways. So like comparing Batman to the Punisher isn't exactly good because the Punisher doesn't give people hope. Everybody should be afraid of the Punisher. And that's the point. Punisher is not meant to be a good guy. The Punisher is meant to be a bad guy that does good things or does bad things for good reasons, I guess. The Batman is a symbol of hope. It's just a weird symbol of hope because it looks so dark and brooding. So like when, when I first heard that clip, my mind just immediately went to the Robert Pattinson Batman, which confused the living shit out of me because I couldn't stop thinking about that end scene where he's talking about becoming a symbol of hope and not a symbol of fear. And it's because Kevin has this like beautiful understanding of the character from 30 years of playing him. <laughs> but I couldn't help but wonder if maybe the creators of the Batman actually talked to Kevin about this. How much input did Kevin have? If he didn't have any, then it's just a remarkable coincidence that they both kind of landed on the same interpretation. But it's just, I, I just, I love the way he described that. And I really hope that you guys did too. And if you have any thoughts on this, like I've been plugging the voice messages for the show and I'm going to do that for every episode. So if you're listening now, you can send me voice messages for any topic that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to try to announce the topics a little bit earlier so that people can uh, send me voice messages. Uh, so at the end of the episode, I'll talk about what I'm going to talk about in next episode. But I've been trying to get people to like give me their thoughts. Uh, I didn't get any voicemail messages before doing this, uh, unfortunately. So I can't say, you know, anything about... Uh, or I can't play any voice messages on that, unfortunately. So I did, however, I believe I got one from, here we go, from Chad at Chadalorian7732. I love Chad. I, I don't know if he listens to the show. I hope he does. I think he does, actually, because he sent me a, a beautiful message on one of them. So Chad, if you're listening, hi, I love you. <laughs> uh, here we go. What he said to me was, it's really hard for me to put in words what he meant to me as Batman. I've seen pretty much everything he's done as the character. He is the Batman that I grew up with. And when I think of Batman, the Batman, the animated series version comes up first over all the other versions of Batman. Dude, total same. <laughs> he is the definitive Batman to me. And it saddens me deeply that we'll never get to hear him voice any future Batman content. That is true. We will never get another chance. Thank you so much for uh, sending me a, a tweet on that. I really appreciate that because I like interacting with you guys on the show here. It's really fun. But all of that is true. Uh, when I think of Batman, the first voice that I hear is Kevin Conroy's. When I read a Batman comic book, which I haven't done in a little while, I, I really got to try to get caught up because there's some really good stories out there. <laughs> like, like I think the new 52 line when they started, when they rebooted the whole universe, uh, I started reading those. And the first thing I noticed was I'm like, I'm reading all of these as Kevin Conroy's Batman. Like that's, that's the voice that I hear in my head. And that's a powerful thing. 
Like that is not, uh, I don't think there's any other character other, okay. Other than like some Star Wars characters, but like there's, there's really not a lot of other comic book characters that I think have that same kind of thing. Like when, when I'm reading like a Superman comic book, I kind of have this weird amalgamation of, I think it's Tim Daly is the guy who did the voice in the cartoons. Uh, I have this weird amalgamation of his voice and Henry Cavill's and kind of just like a generic good guy voice. Um, I mean, other people like, uh, like, I mean, Wolverine, I always think of, of Hugh Jackman. Uh, you know, we're, we're just, I mean, we're very blessed to have gotten all this content with these characters that are so perfectly acted out. Uh, but Batman, God, Batman has had so many different iterations and yet the voice that I hear is Kevin Conroy's. Like, I think that's the thing is that there have been so many Batman and despite all that, Kevin Conroy is still the voice that most of us hear in our head. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And I absolutely love it. So thank you, Chad. For, thank you for uh, sending me a, a tweet on that. Um, and if any of you guys have anything that you want to add, like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, damn it, I should have sent a voicemail message in. I don't think any of you are thinking that. But <laughs> if you're thinking I should have sent a voicemail message in, you can still do it. I don't care. And uh, I'll maybe play it on like the next episode as like a catch up thing or something. But uh, so the next clip, I'm just going to move right on to the next clip because the next clip is um, is kind of a sad one because it, again, came from Cameo. And it was uh, about there, there was a child, a kid uh, who was his birthday. And uh, I guess the person that had requested the Cameo had mentioned that um, the kid's grandmother had died. And so this is an unfortunately timely piece uh, of Kevin's thoughts on death. I sat with both of my parents uh, on separate occasions uh, as they passed. And the thing to remember is their spirit lives on. The body is just a, a vessel. Uh, and you really see that when someone passes. So your grandmother will always be with you. Her spirit will always be in you. Uh, the people we love are always with us. So this is a shout out for you, Maddie. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. And remember, Maddie. It's not who you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you. Good luck. So obviously, as you can tell, he did the whole thing in character as Batman, which uh, I love that. <laughs> I love that that character means so much to him that he just does it all the time. And I, I think that's another thing, too, that I just I the only things I ever heard about him were, were that he cared so much and that he uh, he he just loved the character. He loved the fans for loving the character. And it's it's just really it's heartbreaking that, you know, we will never get him back. But it's inspiring that we had him to begin with, you know, like I'm. I'm heartbroken that he's gone, but I love 
that we got him at all. You know, we, we could have had, you know, anybody else do this voice and it would have, you know, it would have been fine. The writing of the show was great. The writing of the video games was great, but there was, you know, Kevin is like the special sauce. He's, he's the reason why that character was so memorable. You know, uh, he, he added such a soul and such a depth to the character that we may never get a Batman that is as prolific and important and, uh, emotionally attached to the character. I, I, it's hard to describe, like he and Batman were like one, they were like the symbiotic relationship. They were, they were the same person. Kevin was Batman. Batman was Kevin. And it's just, it's magical that we got it at all. And it, it just shows that there is, there's just, there's maybe forces at work <laughs> that decide that maybe we get to have something good and then maybe we should be a little bit happy. And I hope all of you are happy. Um, I'm, I know I'm happy that we, uh, we had him at all and that we got 30 freaking years, three decades of just wonderful, beautiful stories that featured that beautiful, amazing, sultry voice. So, uh, Kevin, I obviously, you, I, if you're around, I guess, I don't know if you're listening cosmically through the ether, through the afterlife, uh, thank you. Thank you for basically my entire life of understanding this character. That means so much to me. He was, uh, he was always with me when I needed him the most. And he always meant the world to me. So thank you, Kevin Conroy, for being Batman for your entire life. <laughs> and uh, thank you to everybody listening uh, I know this episode was a little, it's a little shorter, but also a little, um, a little less energy and a little less, uh, fun, but it's never fun to talk about such an amazing actor's passing. Um, I promise the next one is actually going to be fun. Uh, so the next episode that I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to be talking about Andor. It's going to be after the series, uh, the season finale airs. So I'm going to kind of gather my thoughts and then record an episode. I'm going to put it out on social media again to, uh, send me voice messages. Uh, I want to hear what you guys have to think about Andor as a whole from beginning to end, where it fits in with, you know, Star Wars as a whole, how it leads up to Rogue One, what your thoughts are of the character development of the mystique of the intrigue, the spiness of it all. Um, it's going to be a fun episode. I'm going to, we're going to have a lot more fun with that one. We're not going to be talking to hopefully about any celebrities passing. Uh, so again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I know it's been like three months and I apologize for that. Um, I'm going to probably do an episode. It's probably going to be after, um, the Mandalorian, or I'm sorry, not the Mandalorian, uh, Andor. It's probably going to be after the Andor one that'll get a little bit more into why I took three months off. But uh, thank you for coming back. And uh, I really appreciate every single one of you. Um, I, 
typical kind of housekeeping financial stuff here, but I do have a merch store. I don't always like asking people to buy things from me. I know I, I hate selling things. I'm really not a good salesperson, but I do have a merch store. It's got uh, shirts and, and hoodies and all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, all all these things were designed by me. So all the designs I made, they're, they're, uh, <laughs> there's a new collection that I've, I'm calling the Homage Collection. Uh, but I swear to God, if I sell a single shirt out of there, I'm going to rename it the Copyright Adjacent collection, but it's, um, it's basically me riffing on, uh, other logos. Like I have the She-Hulk logo, except instead of saying She-Hulk, it says Bright Suns. Uh, the Batman is another one. Uh, the, the Robert Pattinson one, except it says the Bright Suns podcast. So, uh, take a look at those, check out the store. I'll, I'll, obviously I have links in my link tree. I'll put links in the show notes as well. But again, thank you so much for tuning in. And have a fantastic day. And I will catch you guys next time.